How do you do? How's everybody? Does anybody need healing tonight? Okay, you're in the right place. Know that it can be, when we talk about healing tonight, understand that it can be physical healing, emotional healing, our hearts, deep in our hearts. It can be financial. It can even be relational. So don't just say it has to be physical. It can be everything in our world. So, um, Hang on a minute. So we're going to talk about the gift of healing tonight. Um, first of all, though, I'd like to know how many people have given a prophetic word during our kingdom boot camp. Can you raise your hand? Can you come up here? <laughs> Everybody's laughing. Uh-oh, now what? Says what? Did you give a prophetic word? Oh. Well, okay, even a word of knowledge. Let's spread it out a little bit. Yes, an email count. Yeah. Oh, you're receiving? You think you think that's okay. Oh, all right. You think that's how it's gonna work? <laughs> Last chance. <laughs> okay. Word of knowledge, prophetic word. Didn't you, Alex? Yeah, didn't you? I think you did. <coughs> Excuse me. That, that counts. Katie, did you give a word of knowledge or prophetic word? All righty. Okay, have you ever, ever given somebody a prophetic word? Come on. Sherry, Sue, Mark, just saying. Let's see. Let's see. Phil, have you given a prophetic word? All right. Okay. Thank you for your brave souls that came forward. Now comes the fun part. You all get to give these guys a prophetic word. So I'm looking for the mic. Don't you run out the door. Everybody lock the doors. Oh, you got the mic. You meant to stand up there. <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna handle the mic? Okay. 
just hand it to people? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go with word of knowledge. Yes. Or yeah. Ha 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 ha. Read the fine print. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, who's got a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, a prophetic word, or just something encouraging and comforting for all these wonderful, brave souls? Come on. I know you're just dying to come up here. Come on. We can go down the road. There we go. There we go. This is for everybody, and I can't remember what message it was, but it was when we closed our eyes and we imagined that Jesus was washing our feet and it said, what can we do for you? And I was overwhelmed with tolerance with everything that's going on all around us every day. And, and I've stuck with it and I've tried to be much calmer and try to more, be a little more understanding of you know, opinions that may not, I may not share with. Good. Yeah, good. That's encouraging. Come on up. Okay. Don't make it what? Okay. Okay, somebody, did you, somebody raise their hand over here? Over here. Do you have a word? Do you have a word? <laughs> you look like you got a word. I don't really like these public speaking things. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess just with where my life is at, um, just don't be afraid to do what he tells you to do, what he shows you to do. Because for a long time, my life was led by fear and thanks to him I don't have that fear anymore that's a great word praise God joy I'm not sure where this is coming from but the idea is that whatever happened in the past no longer applies because each and every day is a new day to start and God gives us each day so we can start all over again, no fears, no sadness, no guilt. It's all gone. Jesus took it away. So enjoy, rejoice in it. And he loves you so much. Praise God. That's a great word. You want to come up here, Joy? You want to go up there? Hey, you got all kinds of cool stuff. Okay, who's next? Do I have a? Oh, good. Well, something that's been on my heart this past week is that the Lord wants to awaken our destiny so that we can be strong sons and daughters in his kingdom family. 
That's a good word. That's a revival word. Yeah, come on up. Remember, we're in a safe place. We can step across the chicken line. We can just give it a try. We don't have to be right. We just have to try. Okay, so Lord, I ask that you just release your word, release your love. Lord, I ask you to take every block and just focus everybody's heart on you, that they can look to you for words of wisdom, words of knowledge, that they hear your voice. Give them revelation of who they are in you who you are, bring your love, cast out all fear, bring your peace. Lord, I pray for the spirit of revelation to descend in this place, that every ear hears your heart, every heart feels your love. Holy Spirit, just come. Minister to each and every person here. Lord, I ask that you release your gifts, the gift of prophecy, the gift of healing, the gift of words of wisdom, words of knowledge. Focus us, Lord. Give us your heart. So mine's actually um, a Bible verse, and it just comes to my head saying, Be strong, be courageous, do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Amen. Awesome. When I called that I was saved, I would say about eight months. This voice is not depending on a number of years, just a relationship. He's on a journey right here, and it's incredible to watch where God has brought him from to where he's taken him to. Eight months, he met Jesus. you guys are going, oh my gosh, don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> here's here's, here's what I want to do. Um, let's do this. For those of you, instead of, instead of having the mic, if you don't want to have the mic, just do this. Just close your eyes and just ask God uh, to just show you something about maybe a person up here uh, that, that he loves about that person. And just, just close your eyes and just let him, and when something comes in, that's going to be the Holy Spirit just releasing something. And don't be shy. And then you won't have to grab the mic. But just, just go up to that person and just tell them what God loves about them. And you'll be amazed. It can be one word. Yeah. It can be one word. Yeah, it can be, it can it can be, be one, one word. word. It can be 
It, but it'll be one of those things you'll go, is that me or is that, is that God? But if, if you're asking the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. And, and, it, and he'll point somebody out. He'll, he'll, he'll show you something. A lot of times you'll be resistant to it and you go, oh, no, that's just me. But that's actually the Holy Spirit just showing you. And this is, again, this is a safe place. But the idea is just to begin to step out. This is where we begin to just test this out. And at first it's really scary. But it's really, it's not that scary. And I guarantee no one's going to laugh. If anything, no matter what, they're going to be encouraged. And so just take a chance. Just take a step out. So just kind of close your eyes and just ask the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, what is it, what is it that you love about this person or about that person? So any of these people up here. And then just walk up to them and just tell them whatever, whatever God shows you. It's real simple. It's not anything complicated. You don't have to have a Ph.D. <laughs> um, okay, so as soon as um, Ray asked, hear the Lord say, and suddenly, suddenly you will be accelerated, and I am moving your enemies out of your way little by little, and he wants you to declare a thing, to decree a thing, and it will come to pass, and the Lord says, he gives his beloved sleep. It's a good word. Thank you. Look at all these fine people. Do you have a word, a picture for any of them? They might need some encouragement today. You are gentleness. You are childlike faith. And you are sass. I don't know what. Okay. Do you guys want to come up here? Do you want to, did you give a word? Did you want to come over here? You don't have to. something God has really impressed upon me more and more over the last few months based on things I've gone through and I really believe this is something he wants for every single one of us is that that same relationship for those of us who had a really good childhood growing up that sense of being just totally cared for totally without any care in the world knowing that our parents our father our mother was there for us. That's the relationship he wants. He wants us to be able to rest as children and have that same experience with him, even at a deeper level. And he's been showing me that. He's been showing me how to just relax and just enjoy the fact that my father is taking care of me. And that's what he wants for every single one of us. Yeah. He wants that relationship. It's that sonship and daughtership. 
with me. That's what he's doing. I feel like I learned my rhema word at the women's conference, and I feel like there's a lot of women standing up here that need to know that they have the strength and one specific word for you as well. I feel like fearless um, is coming to me for a lot of people. Um, you don't have chains. You don't have anything on you, and you can push any mountain out of the way with the Lord right by your side. Um, so I just encourage all of you, women and men, to ask God for your rhema word. Um, your rhema word has so much strength that can stop the demon from coming in and attacking. And I learned this at the women's conference, and my word was given with strength. And I believe it's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I feel like Maybe everybody needs to take that time to be with the Lord and figure out what your rhema word really is so that when you're being attacked, you can stop it right in its tracks. Do you want to explain a little bit about what a rhema word is? She's a walking, talking, living, breathing miracle. You stepped out, girl, way to go. The word that came to my mind was fire. I just kept hearing fire, so the only thing I could think of is God wants us to get on fire for him or stay on fire for him. Fire is a really good word. We've had a lot of words about fire in the church. Um, many. Man. Well, you hear when um, Pastor Mike gave that revelation of, who was it? A little boy, right? Who saw the bridgeway as a train on fire and the rock as a train on fire and them coming together and fire. That's not the, we've had a couple of words about fire. Bring her fire, Lord. We don't want to miss anybody. <coughs> this message is for the gentleman. I think he's over there in the gray. Do not be fearful of what's going on in the Let's world. Let's see who it is. I'm not sure. Tall glasses. Oh, Dan. Yes. Um, do not be fearful or just uncomfortable about what's going on in the world right now. We need to focus and put on our armor. We are in a spiritual warfare, and we already know the victory has been won. So do not be shaken or moved or uncomfortable about things that are going on in the world. And don't speak of tolerance. Speak of love. That's all I have.
church. Up in the mountains? Yeah, I, I played up there. They put me in charge of the oil. <laughs> Talk about fire. <coughs> Excuse me. Does anybody, you can just come on up if you see somebody, if God's moving your heart towards somebody. You don't want to miss a chance to encourage or comfort somebody. Good. Wait for these guys. You guys are doing really good. Thank you for stepping across that line and risking it all normally talk in the microphone, so I'm really sorry, but I'm actually going to share the same thing that I just shared with the person I did. Those of us that are parents, I don't care if you're single, I don't care if you're divorced, married, what have you, it's a real challenge these days with kids and all the social media, and I have a 12-year-old who goes to school with this young lady's gal, and it has been a true battle trying to raise a child these days. I absolutely love being a parent, but I get so frustrated with being a parent too. So I just want to say for other moms and dads up here that have kids that are growing up with all this technical, technical stuff, I pray for you. It's tough, and it's, it's, a real, it's a real battle. So I just pray even for grandparents that may be up here and fighting with the same issues. So... Yeah. I just pray that everybody can handle it. <laughs> yeah, nothing's impossible for God. Good. Okay. I don't want to miss anybody. God is not human. Where are we? Numbers 23. God is not human that he should lie. Not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot change it. NIV. Thank you. Okay. I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, 
I've been away from the church for probably two years. I don't know anyone in here. Um, had a big revelation about two weeks ago when I have five kids. They're all spread throughout the church right now. And I work overnight, so I have to be at work at 1 a.m. But I had a big revelation a couple weeks ago when my oldest said he wanted to go live with his dad. So I want to say thank you to you. Because <laughs> I know I'm not in this alone. That everyone and the teenagers are struggling. So, <laughs> so, Lord, I lift up everybody who's a parent here or a grandparent. Lord, I ask that you give us kingdom revelation, that we are not um, uh, uh, subject to the world's order. We are, we are kingdom citizens, and our children are part of the kingdom. We have an eternal home with you, Lord. And Lord, I ask that you give each person that revelation. I pray for protection over our children. I plead the blood of Jesus over all our children and our grandchildren. I declare that we are above and not below that no weapon formed or fashioned against us may prosper, that he forms a hedge of protection about us, that he has a wall of protection about us, that he has an armor of light about us, our children, our grandchildren, that no darkness can touch or penetrate, whether it comes through social media, whether it comes through the neighborhood, whether it comes through the school. Nothing is impossible for you, Lord. And we just give you all the glory for what you're doing in our children and our grandchildren's lives. Lord, I ask you to strengthen each parent, that they walk in your power, in your strength, in your wisdom, and even the joy, the joy of the Lord is your strength in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. I think, unless there's any more, do you guys want to be seated? Yeah, did I, okay. Go for it. This, I don't, I don't know if it's for anybody up front or just somebody here. But um, right before I came to church, um, someone that goes to this church uh, said, uh, sent me a text and said, oh, you don't need, you can did speak you, <laughs> Did you read uh, Pastor Mike's challenge today? And I have to admit, I, I mean, I did read it, but I didn't study it very much. But so instead of going up and checking it out, I tried to remember what said and um I said yeah I read it <laughs> not gonna lie I read it anyway and um she said this is truly hard for me since my Christian family consists of me and and me only and I said um well you can extend that family to include um other Christians and then just be Jesus to the rest of your family and um, she she said I wish more than anything I could be like Jesus for just one day and so then I gave her a little sermon but anyway <laughs> I said, um, you are like Jesus in the little things you do he doesn't expect us to be perfect 24 hours a day you're like Jesus 
when you interact with someone in her office that just got fired. And uh, when you took your son in, when he had no place to live. And when you bring this lady to church. And when you listen to me and encourage me. And I could go on and on, I said. So I think we just need to remember that we are being like Jesus when we do the little things. And we don't always have to do a big thing. That's right. Good. That's good. That's a good sermon. Okay. Thank you, everybody. probably have time for about two testimonies. Did anybody step out last week and release the kingdom, release Jesus, release a word, a smile, a good thought? It was actually last night. I went and sat in front of the fireplace um, at Needers to read Bill Johnson's God is Good and just sitting there quietly with the Lord. And there was this single mom and her 10-year-old little boy who were sitting directly in front of me. And actually, a little boy came and sat right next to me in front of the fireplace. And so he caught my attention. And then he goes and sits with mom, and they're having a mother-son Valentine's date. Um, and I just turned and said to the mom, is there anything I can pray for you? Can I pray for you? And before I knew it, they were sitting with me in front of the fireplace. And um, the 10-year-old, um, he's sitting right across from me. And we, he starts, we just start talking about Jesus. And he is asking all kinds of questions about Adam and Eve and, and it isn't Joseph and Mary isn't, you know, he's just asking all these questions. So he has some knowledge in the Bible. And so um, we sat and then we prayed together. We were, we were together for over an hour and they're going to come here to church. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Anybody else risk it last week? I had an encounter at the Shell gas station. I lost my bracelet. No, I didn't lose my bracelet. I just couldn't find it. So I went back to the Shell gas station and asked this gentleman if they had found it and he said no he looked for it and then I said you have a really sweet spirit you're a believer aren't you and he said yeah 
And he told me how he prayed, how he had come from Missouri and got into a bad neighborhood, and that he was praying, and that he just got this job, and he was able to move, and how he was able to get into a better neighborhood. And I started prophesying over him that he would start owning some stores, that he was going to break through. I tell you what, God broke out in that gas station. He and I, just Holy Spirit goosebumps, we were crying, and it just the love of God was released. And all I did was say, you got a real sweet spirit. And God showed up. God is so faithful. There's family out there. This guy was like family. You had like a family moment beside the fireplace. So... I encourage you to step across that chicken line. It's okay. You don't have to be right. It's actually a lot of fun because you'll probably never see that person again. That's the beauty of it. So, so you can risk it. It's okay to look whatever in front of somebody you'll never see again. Okay. Anybody else? I know there were some people last week that we didn't get to. Was, was that you? My son was in a car accident with his best friend, and they almost got, like, really, really hurt. It was a big, um, it was an 18-wheeler truck. Oh. And had my son Jacob not told Ross to, like, like pull the steering wheel a different way, like, the car would have went, like, under. Like, the, I don't know how. He made a wrong turn, and, like, the side of the car, like, kind of dragged the car. So it terrified the boys, but when Raymond got home, he was like, Mom, he's like, you know, he told me everything. I got so freaked out. I was like, I just started crying and praising God that they didn't get hurt. Like, they, no bumps, bruises, nothing. They just got really freaked out, and God protected them. So I want to thank God for that. I think that's a really good testimony for all our parents here tonight, that our kids can hear from God just as much as we can, that they will know when to go right or left or stop or go forward. All right, so I know last week, uh, like I said, there was a few people we didn't get to, but so this was a couple weeks back, but I was at the hospital, I work at the hospital, and I was down in the basement, just come out of the cafeteria with my best friend, and um, this kid just stops me out of nowhere, and he's obviously homeless, and he says, uh, so the food in here, is it? good and I'm like yeah yeah it's not bad and he's like well is there anything I can get for a dollar and I said oh yeah I'll buy you breakfast come on you can have whatever you want and he's like really so yeah come in so he's getting he's like am I getting too much and I'm like nope get as much as you want because I got my badge I can just pay for it all <laughs> so I'm like get whatever you want milk's over there get everything he gets this big plate and he gets it and I'm like well you know God bless and I go to walk off and I start to go up the stairs and God's like I want you to go ask his name and I'm like you know his name. I'll pray for him. He's like, Linda, I want you to go ask his name. I said, okay, but I'm on the clock. They're waiting for me upstairs. They're going to say Linda's, you know, lollygagging down in the cafeteria. He's like, I'll take care of work. You just go ask his name. And so I come back and ask his name, and God's like, start a conversation. And he was like, yeah, sit down. We started talking, and he was like a, a drug addict trying to get clean. 
homeless. He was there with a friend. And God was asking me to encourage him. And I'm like, do you have a job? And he's like, no, I'd really like one, but I don't have a social security card. And in our conversation, he had said that he'd called his dad and asked him for um, his birth certificate. And I'm like, well, you've got your birth certificate coming. You know, go get your social security card so you can get a job. And he's like, I'm mean over there, and I'm afraid. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't have anything to be afraid of. You just take it over there, go get your social security card. God's got really big plans for you, and you need to just keep taking steps. And he's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he does. And um, I said, i got to go, but before I go, can I pray for you? And he's like, absolutely. Yeah, I really like that. So I just, in the middle of the cafeteria, laid my hands on him. I broke chains of addiction. I prayed all over him. And I'm like, so i got to go, but I'm going to keep praying for you. And he was like, my day's better already. My life is better already. So anyway, I have his name, and I pray for him all the time. I've been waiting to run back into him. So. Oh, I expect him here any day. And we have Wednesday night dinners if, you know. Clearing Denver, it's ways to go, huh? But if you remember to invite people, that's always a way to break the ice. Like, we got free dinner. Okay, um, so I was going to say something about what you did. Um, I know what I was going to say. You know what? I do this all the time because you know why? Because people say yes. Because people want in a word of encouragement. People want you to pray for them. I have had probably a handful of no's, if that. And I tell you, I do it all the time. I totally embarrass everybody I'm with. But people want it. People are hungry. When you start, you can feel people pulling on it. They're needing it. It's a thirsty and hungry world out there for God. So don't, don't be afraid. You've got, you've got something good to do and say and release to people. You've got the whole kingdom. You've got the presence of God to release to people. Hello? Oh. <laughs> That's when you say, this is God. Hello? Um, I'm actually going to share a failure. Um, just a few days ago, I was just sitting with the Lord, and I was reading something, and, um, oh, I was reading about obedience. And I just got a flash of this young man. Um, I was at Vitamin Cottage, and he was behind the counter, and he wasn't feeling well. He was just, I could just see his immune system was running down, and so I was telling about some of those vitamins in his own store. And I was just like, my heart was like, I really just want to pray for him, but he's the checker. And I, and I struggle with that a lot. And I don't know how many other people do, but I think, how can I pray for him? There's a long line, and how do I do this? And so I don't, and I don't like that I don't do that. I mean, anywhere else I would pray for someone. And so the Holy Spirit showed me that young man when I was reading something about obedience. And it was like, oh, he really wanted me to pray for him, just you know, just step out, just say, hey, can I pray for you? So, you know, I just, I just want to encourage you all, like, not to give in to that fear and just step out, and I need to start stepping out when I'm in those market lines, and all they can say is no, but if they say yes and everybody gets angry, who cares? You know, God will take care of them, and I've just got to be obedient to who's in front of me and what God is mm -hmm. 
calling me to do. So that's wisdom. That's wisdom talking. Thank you. And I have made people mad in the line. Well, I pray for you too. Anybody else? about standing in line that something recently happened to me that's never happened to me before it was in target and i was getting a couple things and there was a young mother and a little girl in front of me and they looked maybe you know like the little girl was not used to getting the treat she was about to get a beautiful sparkly dress and shoes to match and maybe it was going to be for a christmas program or something but she was so happy and the mother had a gift card and gave it to the checker, and it didn't work. It didn't have anything on there. So there was this, like this pregnant pause. It's like I took a breath in, and I could see that if this little girl had to leave the store in shame without that outfit, it would be a memory of her whole life of pain. So the Holy Spirit said, you do it. You take care of it. And so I told the checker quietly, I'll take care of it for you. And it was so beautiful because the Holy Spirit blessed the checker, the people behind me in line. And when I looked at the mother's face and the little girl's face, the love in their eyes and the appreciation. And so I looked in their faces and I, I said, God bless you. God bless you richly to, to each of them. And she went out with her sack of her <laughs> little outfit. That was, that was a totally, I mean, it was so spontaneous. And I was never expecting anything like that before. So... It was a huge blessing to me. Yes, and it blessed everybody. God was in that. Yep. And that also will speak into her identity and her destiny that somebody cares about me. God cares about me. God saw me. God, I'm not invisible to God. God hears me. Um, so, um, we have a ministry that goes out to Comic-Cons and Renaissance Festivals, and I deal with the promoters, and a lot of them are different, to say the least. And so, <laughs> it's a challenge. So, today I had to um, talk with a promoter for a uh, Comic-Con down in uh, Colorado Springs, and so I had to call him on the phone because we're trying to get a booth or whatever, and, he's, he's, and he was like, you want to come and bless our, my my fans? And I'm like, yeah. And they didn't have any more booths. And he's like, I will find you a place. Mm-hmm. He ended up being a believer. He could, Like, I'm on the phone with him, and he's, like, checking out our Facebook page and all this stuff. And he was so excited that we were going to bring light into this very unique situation um, that he's making room for us. And so if I can encourage you, even in the times when you think, like, they're weird or I can't do it, you would be so surprised. There is, there's an old Jewish saying, it's called, there's mashruha, wherever you go, and that means that there's family wherever you go, wherever you step, just like she said, and it's true, because today I met a brother who is promoting something very interesting, but he's also wanting to reach these people too, so. Awesome. Awesome. Way to go. I'm not always able to make it on Wednesday nights. And um, I wanted to say thank you to you because you bless me as well, your word. And um, 
I wasn't going to come tonight. I'm really busy. And I came to meet this man. I didn't know who he was. And I feel, feel like maybe I was set up by God. And so I just want to um, encourage you that if you're ever set up to just go with it. Um, he's been talking to me about not being so structured, you know, and just kind of hanging out. Um, I work at the hospital as well, and she can attest to that when you need to be in your area, you need to be in your area. Um, so how I, why I even came tonight to meet Dan was because um, I was at the hospital, and I very rarely bring patients down, but I did, and there was God setting me up. And I talked to a gentleman. Well, in a few hours, that gentleman would be dying. And so I, um, I'm going to be very careful in how I word this, but I found myself rushing him up to ICU. And um, I could hear the Lord saying, um, Kelly, I need you to talk to him about me. And, um, you know, we talk to ourselves. And I'm like, I'm not a chaplain, Okay. Like, that's not my job. And I work in the OR, and I need to leave because I see you people have it covered. And just like her, I'm like, yeah, I don't belong here. I want to get fired. <laughs> Who am I? Comes to my mind all the time. Who am I to talk to this man about Jesus? Besides, they're trying to resuscitate this person, and I'm going to just talk about God. Like, really? So I... Um, really? I, uh, it, it was a very surreal moment where I think when you say yes to God, everybody else just disappears. And I, and when the Lord says, do not be afraid, because at that moment, he will fill your mouth. He is not kidding. I said to this man, because I remembered 20 years ago in nursing school that they said that they can still hear you. And so all of a sudden I heard my mouth say his name. And I said, I'm going to tell you a story. And then the surgeon looked at me, and the ICU nurses looked at me like, really? And I said, I'm going to tell you a story about a master who bought some land, and he owned it, and he hired some workers, and they agreed on a wage. And I said, he hired workers all throughout the day, and they agreed on the wage. And at the at quitting time, he started to pay the wage, but some were angry. And I'm telling this to a man that they are doing a last set of compressions on. And I said, you know, when the master started to pay everybody, the people were getting angry that, hey, we worked longer than these guys that came in at the end, and you're giving them the same reward. And I said his name again. Let me just call him Mike. I said, Mike, let me just tell you, do you know what this story means? It means it doesn't mean if, if you're saved 60 years or 60 seconds. We all get the same reward. And I need you to take Jesus' hand because we're losing you. And one of the girls came up from the OR, and she was grabbing her stuff, and we were going over what meds and stuff. And she said, Kelly, aren't you going to come back downstairs? And I said, no. Wouldn't you want someone to hold your hand if you were dying? And they were trying to get a blood pressure. And as soon as I said, Jack, Mike, we're losing you, he squeezed my hand, and the doctor looked at me, and I pulled my hand away because he scared me so bad. And then the, the ICU nurse, he looked at me and said, is that a real story? 
like, is that real? Like, you, you have, you're like, it's in the Bible? And I'm thinking, what is this, ricochet evangelism? I'm talking to this guy, and you want to know. And so I thought, and then the chaplain, the actual chaplain, comes in, and I was like, where have you been? And she's like, well, I was standing outside the door because you were doing great. <laughs> and I was thinking, lady, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> and so anyways, long story short, when I drove home, I was wondering, oh, what it would just happen, and Lord, was that you? And I can't even tell you how surreal it was to just be obedient for a second of your life and not care. I didn't care if I got fired. I didn't care. Like, I didn't care. I didn't care. Jesus, many of you have said tonight, he's going to cover He's got it. That's right. Just be obedient. So anyways, on the way home, I heard, I heard a commercial on the way home, and uh, it was for Centura, and it was one of their ads, and it said, health care is ministry. And I thought, amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. So we got a brother in heaven, huh? Good job, Kelly. Thanks for sharing that. You know, I'm going to wait on the rest of our testimonies. Can you bring them back next week? Um, those of you who had your hands up, because we're down to 15 minutes. So this is going to be like lightning fast. Here we go. I have sign-up sheets up here. If any of you would like to be on the altar ministry or prophetic ministry teams, sign up. Um, Stephanie will be in touch with you. We'll set up an interview and go from there. We'll get you plugged in. We need people like that on the line, in the healing rooms, on the teams. We need all of you, all of your gifts, all your calls, all your anointings to minister to not only the body but the world. So bless you all. Thank you all for sharing. Thank you for everybody who stepped over the chicken line tonight. Um, we are going to talk about healing. Yes, we are. Um, uh, we're going to start with a video. <laughs> this is from Pastor Mike. He has saved it up and saved it up for a special moment, and he, he decided to let me use it tonight. Thank you. Right? Um, joy or what? Can you start the video? This is John Wimber, and he's talking about doing the stuff. Just what you guys are doing, doing the stuff. Thank you. As I read the New Testament, I fell in love with Jesus. Didn't you? I liked him. I liked what he was like. I liked the things he did. I liked the things he said. Didn't you like those things? I thought that stuff was hot. I liked it when he multiplied the bread. Did you like that one? Huh? How about it? Did you like that? And the fishes, you know, the sardines. I always picture sardines. I like that stuff. I like all that stuff, you know? I liked it when he went by the fig tree and said, mm, you know? <laughs> and it died. Can you picture him doing that? I like all that stuff. I like it. I remember last night, come forth. That's a biggie, you know? I mean, that's hot. There's not many guys doing that come forth thing, you know, telling anybody to come up from the dead. I liked all that stuff. And when I became a Christian, I thought that's what I was going to do. I spent several weeks reading the New Testament and talking with these people, and I thought, this is great. 
you know, I'm going to join up. I want to do this stuff. And so I remember the frustration of attending church the first few times. You know what I thought they did at church? Now, this is how stupid I was. I thought you, that people gathered at the church, had a good time together, sort of divvied up the land, and then everybody went out and healed a few, cast out a few demons, and won a few people to Christ before lunch. And so the first few times I went to church, I went prepared with the idea that we're going to, you know, ha, I'm going to take Anaheim. I want to go to Anaheim, you know, the deepest, darkest pagan Anaheim. Over there by Disneyland, that's where I want to go, because that's where I was raised. And when they didn't do it, I was disappointed. And I remember one day asking a guy about it. I said, well, when do we go out and do it? He said, what? I said, when do we go out and do it? He says, oh, you don't have to do it. You just have to believe it was done once. <laughs> now, that's pathetic. <laughs> Isn't it? I found out over the next year or two that we cried about it. We sang about it. We preached about it. We prayed over it. We gave to it, but we never did it. We never got to go do the things that Jesus did. And I grew disillusioned in the process. Now, you know, when I worked for the devil, he let me do his stuff. Did he let you do his stuff? He let me do his stuff. But when I came to work for Jesus, they didn't want to let me do his stuff. And I, to tell you the truth, I joined up to do the stuff. Did you? You see, it's doing the stuff that's going to change the world. It's not knowing it was done once. It's not knowing that it's important. It's doing it that's going to change the world. Somewhere, someplace, somebody's got to start believing this book and acting on it. And I figure it might as well be us. We're qualified. We can read and write, most of us. And we understand that it can be done. Yay. I don't know. I mean, it's on YouTube. Do you know? Back in the 90s? Um, how many want to do this stuff? I want to do this stuff. I signed up to do this stuff. Um, so, he ended with the Bible. And for time's sake, I'd like for you all to just close your eyes while I read the Word of God over you. So right now, I ask you to just sit back, relax, close your eyes. I'll call you into alignment now. Your body under your soul, your soul under your spirit, and your spirit under the Holy Spirit of God to receive the Word of God. So healing is God's idea. Isaiah 53, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. 
the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. He's prophesying that we are healed by his stripes. When the prophecy is fulfilled in 1 Peter 2, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by his stripes you were healed. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our iniquities and heals all our diseases. Matthew 6, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's calling healing to this earth that we don't have to live in disease, sickness, illness. We don't have to live in poverty. Healing can happen at many levels. Chris Valentin talks about the lame man who got up, who leaped up. He leaped for joy. His body was healed. His emotions were healed. His soul was healed. And I, I can attest to that. It happened to me too. So healing in Matthew 4. And Jesus went out about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, synagogue preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went out throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Jesus healed them all, not just part of them, not just a few over here on the right or the left. He healed all of them. And that's what we're called to do. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits and with the word. He cast out the spirits with the word and healed all who were sick. Jesus healed all. They were, we are not designed for sickness. We're not desi designed for illness. Isaiah is fulfilled that he bears all our sicknesses. Matthew 9, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every, every sickness and every disease among the people. Every disease. There's not a disease or sickness that's off limits for him or us. Matthew 10. And when he had called the 12, his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Power to the disciples. He gave us authority. And it is not God's will for anybody to be left in sickness. He gave us unlimited authority. Authority meaning we have jurisdiction, we have power, we have the right, and we have the strength. Matthew 10. Go preaching, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Cast out demons, 
Freely you have received, freely give. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out the demons. We walk in freedom. We release freedom from every sickness, from every demonic hold. We walk in that power. Jesus never told us to pray for the sick, but he, he called us to heal the sick. Matthew 12. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from, from there, and the great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all. He healed them all with a great big capital A, capital L, capital L, an entire great multitude. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus, Jesus will do today what he did then. Matthew 15, just keep receiving this into your spirit and into your soul. Then great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the mute, the maimed, and many others, and they laid them down at Jesus' feet. And he healed them, so the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. He healed them, the multitude. Healing brings the glory of God. And one last thing. We walk in authority in Mark. And he called the 12 to himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. And they cast out many demons and anointed them with oil, many who were sick, and healed them. Mark 16. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature who he who believes and he is baptized will be saved, and he who does not believe will be condemned. And the signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will, this is you, cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they, that's you, will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Um, will you put up my picture? Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move and nothing will be impossible. In Luke, the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in, this, in the sea, and it would obey you. This is the power we walk in. This is what we can tap into. This is what he has for us. There's nothing off limits. Just like Kelly. We can lay hands on the sick. We can lay hands on the dying. We don't have to be, be um, uh, defined by what the world says. We have the power 
we have his strength. Um, one thing I do want to talk about just real quickly. Uh, gosh, it's 8.30. Sometimes it doesn't always work like we think it's going to work. Sometimes people don't get healed on this side of heaven. And you know what? It's okay. That's not our job. Our job is to pray for the sick, for the dying. And like I said, I've told you all before, nobody's safe around me. If you pass out and die right here beside me, I'm going to be calling you to rise up, oh, Lazarus. I don't give up. That's on my bucket list. I really want to see, you know, I'm thinking the morgue. A morgue team, the rock morgue team. Nobody's safe. And um, uh, where I was going with that was um, don't get frustrated. Don't give up. Give it to God. We walk out. We step out. We pray. Randy Clark says we're like the UPS man. We deliver the package. We're and like uh, we're, we're obedient. We release it, and we let it go. The rest is up to God. We don't have to think it through. We don't have to even make sense of it. We can just let God do whatever he wants to do. If they get healed on the other side of heaven, we still did our job because it's proven scientifically that 30 seconds of prayer can change an atmosphere, and that's who you are. That's the power you walk in. God honors all our prayers, even... If you pray a prayer, I can't say that word, if it's not so good, if it's awful, if it's an awful prayer, God honors that. Even if it's a mistake, God can still honor that because of grace, because of your heart, because of the situation. God can still, I have prayed some prayers that always weren't like what I thought should be perfect in some way. I, I sat back and judged it. But God honored that prayer. People, people, people were healed. People were set free, even though it was awkward, even though it wasn't what I called correct. Um, the other thing I want to let you know that I talked about authority. Walk in your authority. You've been given authority on planet Earth. You, want, you have more power. Raise your little pinky. Show me your little pinky. You have more power in that little pinky than Satan has in all the world. That's the power you walk in. Um, I'm going to skip that. I would like to do a declaration. Did you want to do something before I do the declaration? Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. So Stephanie just came up. She came up earlier, and she just has a, a strong word right now. So I just, as we're talking about healing, I think this is really important. I want to do this before anyone goes to get their kids. And so she's very nervous, but I know this is on her heart. I know this is a word from the Lord. And so uh, just listen to what she has to say. And some, someone's going to receive healing tonight for this. I know, I know that... Uh, there's an anointing for this right now. So. Okay, so I was sitting in my chair, and I kept feeling that somebody in here is struggling with health. 
whether it's new news, old news, something, it's weighing on them, and I want them to know the anointing is here. I'm a walking testimony. I was healed from cancer here on a Wednesday night. I'm almost one year cancer-free, and I just feel that there's somebody in here that I would like to pray for and give words of encouragement to know that no matter, yeah, they just got news on it. So it's, it's a recent, whether it's something you had and it's not going so well, um, there's somebody that I feel like God is pressing on me, whether it's you know somebody that just got some not so good health news or it's you personally, um, God is here to heal everybody. Um, it doesn't make you special. It doesn't make you any different than anyone else. Um, and if you're willing to receive his word, I know that, that we can share the miracles that I've been walking with. My kidneys were failing. My liver was failing. Everything was going wrong. And I'm here today happier and healthier than I've ever been. And that's all to the Lord. And I was prayed over when the anointing was strong. And I really feel that it's here. So if any of you want to come up for yourself or for somebody else, Yeah, so don't miss out on this opportunity. This, it's funny, I was just telling her this story. This happened in youth where someone got up and they had a really strong word about cancer, about God was going to heal cancer. And uh, he came up and gave the word and, and no one came up. And so they prayed over it. And, uh, and then someone came up afterwards and they said, I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to come up uh, when the word was given. Um, and so they prayed over afterwards. But the interesting was, is from that, there was a ripple effect, um, and there were actually two people uh, that were not even there uh, that were completely healed of cancer uh, as they prayed in that, in that meeting. So I just want to say, if, if, there, if it is you, just come up and receive. This is, she was more nervous than anybody, so you shouldn't be nervous just coming up to receive uh, what God has just put on her heart. So looks like we have four people. Yeah, so you can pray, or you can you can do the declaration, and she'll just pray. Okay, if you would please stand to your feet. I can find it. Okay, so put your hands out, close your, hand, close your eyes, receive this gift. This is a declaration, and this is an impartation. So put your receivers on and repeat after me. Thank you, Lord, that you are healer. We place our confidence in you knowing we are your sons and daughters, seated with you in heavenly places. We trust you and that you are a good God who brings miracles, signs, and wonders into the world. We come expecting. Increase our boldness. Increase our faith. 
Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. We know the Holy Spirit is within us. The anointed one is within us. And when we lay hands on the sick, they recover. We call heaven to earth and that the goodness and the glory of God manifest now in Jesus' name. I receive the gift of healing in faith. Increase, 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 increase my faith, increase my boldness, increase, Lord, increase. That those who are in the world that are suffering, those who are broken and lost, will receive a healing touch from you through me. Use me, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, who's not feeling well? Who needs prayer? Come up. Anybody else's hands tingling, hot, electrical? I'm going to have you come up on this side. Maybe your heart's on fire. Come up over here. And those who need a healing touch from God, I'm going to ask you to come over on this side. All right, I'm going to ask my healing team, I'm going to ask you to come over here and whoever you're drawn to, I'm going to ask you to pray for them. Now, remember, we just ask quick what's going on, then start praying, start commanding. You can bind, you can loose, speak to their bodies. You guys are the healing team. I'm going to ask you if you feel drawn to somebody up here who needs prayer to just come up. If you've never done it before, come up and practice. This is practice, practice, practice. You're all called. Thank you, Kelly. We need some more people who are willing to pray. Thank you. We serve a God who opens blind eyes, who opens deaf ears. The lame walk and the dead raise up. That's the God we serve. We serve a God of miracles, signs, and wonders. We serve a God who's no respecter of persons. You all are anointed. You all have everything it takes 
to pray for somebody else and expect miracles and expect healing. 